Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. It's humid, sweaty, and sticky. Summer can be really uncomfortable. But we're actually talking about your mattress. Don't worry, though. Nectar's Nectar Tech cooling technology helps you sleep cool on hot summer nights. Plus, every mattress includes a one-year trial, forever warranty, and free shipping. With $200 off, prices start at only $399. And get $499 of premium accessories, including pillows, sheets, and a mattress protector this summer. So chill out and visit Nectarsleep.com. I'm not alone, my friends. There he is at the news desk, Mr. Grant Lampton. To the lump, to lump, to lump. Is that what I should call you? Because you, because you also, you sometimes you use your other name professionally. My Christian name, yes. Yes, Mike Sutterth. Am I saying it correctly, Sutterth? You, you absolutely Sutterth. Yes. I, I didn't know if it was like Sutterth or something. I, <laughs> In France, it's Sutterth. What should I call you? Should I call you Grant? Should yeah, I call you? Let's Mike? roll with that. That's how Rob Acevedo has rolled me out here. So. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah, you've been on, uh, how many times have you been on Rob's show? Uh, more than I can count, uh, luckily. Uh, he's been very kind over, gosh, two years now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It must be weird being here at this time of day. Uh, it is. <laughs> I'm normally rolling out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Grant's been on, uh, Rob Azevedo, of course, does a great show called Granite State of Mind. I believe I had met you then originally, but of course, you also uh, perform Friday nights at the Hop Knot. Yeah, I think let's call it that. A residency. I'm there every Friday night from seven ish to nine ish, and sometimes a little later. How did you um, How did you meet Kenny and Trudy? How did you get involved uh, playing over there? Uh, I am friends with a. Uh, if we can name names, I yes. Get nervous when I do this. Uh, <laughs> a young lady named uh, Stephanie Murphy, who used to be a bartender over there. Oh, okay. She said, "Hey, I'm at a little place, a little craft beer place uh, that serves pretzels, and it was somewhat in their beginning." Um, I believe, and she said, I think it might be a good place. Why don't I put in a word for you? I had a uh, open mic I was running at the Wild Rover here over on, oh. please pronounce the name of the street for me. Ka- is it Kosciuszko? I have no bloody idea. <laughs> it's something like that. I'm not sure I'm saying it right either. I've been going there for 20 plus years and I don't know how to say it, but um, she was a bartender there as well. And when she moved over to the Hop Knot, she said, uh, look, this fellow Kenny and his family are very sweet and I think it might be a good fit. Yeah. So I owe uh, uh, that that gig to Stephanie Murphy, if you're listening. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. I... Um I want. I do know a Stephanie Murphy. I wonder if it's the same one. But then again, there's probably a million Stephanie Murphys in the world. <laughs> so who knows? You want to go down this road? But uh, there's probably. Uh, but there's probably not many Grant Lamptons. Uh, no, the only other Grant Lampton I know was the. Uh, I think you and I spoke about this on the air. Is uh, uh, Alec Baldwin on the SNL skit? Yes. <laughs> yes. Christmas. Right. Right. Which is where I took it from. Now, there is another Matt Connerton right here in New Hampshire, in fact, but he's my uncle, so that uh, almost uh-huh. doesn't even count, really. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Uncle Matt. <laughs> there aren't, yeah, there aren't many, uh, there aren't many Connertons. Now, when you uh, play at the Hop Knot, do you do, uh, is it covers, is it originals, is it a mix, or? Um, it is about 95% to 90% covers yeah. uh, that I adjust based on the crowd. I sprinkle in some originals, but I, uh, I just don't do it as much as I 
have been or should or, or whatever. I look at it more as I'm background music there. People are there often to watch the Nickelodeon, which is on several other TVs that I get <laughs> off on when I, I'm watching Hey Arnold playing Grateful Dead songs. It's kind of a cool dynamic. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, to answer the question, certainly um, uh, mostly covers. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, Stefan in the chat says, Mora and I saw Grant at the Hopknot in the past and have seen him uh, at a few Rob Azevedo events. Great talent. Oh, Thank you very much. Very good. Very good. I look forward to seeing you all again. Uh, you you do play other uh, places, right? Yeah. Yeah. I frequent outside of uh, what's now called the 603 Bar and Grill, the old Panucci's oh, here yes. on the corner of Elman Lowell. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the folks who uh, he's been in this studio several times, uh, Miss Faith Ann from the Faith Ann Band, mm -hmm. uh, I will be playing at a place that she works called Friends Pub on Silver Street, I believe it's called. Oh, okay. Uh, coming up here towards the end of the month. If you look on my Facebook page, I think I threw up my May dates. And um, Oh, very good. That, that'll be a new one for me, but it... For the most part, it's been Panucci's, Hopknot, the Rover, places like that. Is that a new venue, the Friends Pub? I'm not. Uh, I'm not familiar um, with it. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I only went there one time to meet Faith, and she oh. said, "Hey, I'm trying to get some music going here, and um, yeah. we know each other through here and some other musical ventures." Oh. And uh, she said, "Hey, if you can come throw me a show, I'll see if I can convince my boss to." <laughs> to, to, and I'm like, you sure I'm the guy to do this? <laughs> I'm honored, but you, you sure you want to get my hippie butt in here to try to draw people? Let, right. let's, let's do it. I'll give it a shot. There you go. There you go. Uh, am I correct? Do I do I have this correct? You would, um, you used to be very active, and then you, you took a break from playing music, and then you became very active again? Yeah, I, it took kind of a conscious break. The story I tell is I was driving home from Boston, for the most part, sober on a Sunday morning at 2 a.m. and, you know, with 30 bucks in my pocket and mm. very entertaining to play as it always is. But, excuse me, not, um, not so, I don't want to be on 93 at 2 a.m. coming home and yeah. having to go to work Monday morning. Um, and I didn't get schooled musically. Um, I always, for the most part, had a, a, a job. And um, so I took a break and had kids and was married and... Um, had an opportunity through a, I think I said on your on your call intro that um, somebody asked me to play a benefit and it was a solo acoustic and the pandemic hit and the only folks who really were having any activity were solo acoustic musicians yeah. and stuff like that. And it, it just was like a harmonic convergence and I was able to get active with very little effort and uh, that's when I met Rob and... Um, just kind of started getting some traction and inertia with it, it. You know, I couldn't probably make it happen again. But yeah, I used to play in bands as a kid, and you know, you, life grows up. And I didn't um, made the conscious decision not to. You know, I'm not going to bust my butt doing this stuff. I'm, and now I'm able to have the opportunity to bust my butt, and I really don't, for the most part, travel anywhere outside of the uh, 603 area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um Christian Lacoste is in the uh, Facebook live chat, and he says, having a full-time job and playing gigs is a tough thing to do. I'm slowly learning that. Yeah, and, and even, you know, more difficult when you're, uh, you know, if you're trying to, if you're starting a family or, you know, or if you have a, I mean, I know a lot of people who take breaks because, you know, maybe they, they have a family, they have established, I've, I know people, I'm sure you do too, who are, out there playing shows and they have you know three four kids and a full-time job and and they're uh and it's it's tough you know it it becomes 
um, it, it can become a grind. Um, I don't have any children myself. I've, I've uh, successfully avoided, yeah. <laughs> avoided that. But I, I mean, mean I, I hate to use the word hobby, but yeah. you know, I don't ride a Harley and I don't fish and <laughs> you know, I don't snowmobile. I don't ski for the most part anymore. So this is kind of my, it's something fun I do. I look forward to. I enjoy it when I do it. And yeah. it takes a little effort and hurts sometimes, but it's worth it because it's what <laughs> I like to do. Now, before you, you mentioned playing in bands, were you were you only playing in bands or were you also performing as a solo artist before? Very rarely as a solo artist. Um, and certainly just by accident, I was always in bands. Um, certainly when I started out so self-conscious and uh, I was a toe watcher, they call it in the business. I'd sit up there and look at my toes and, and the fretboard and... <laughs> Um, but I always played uh, with bands and, you know, varying degrees of success. No, you know, no charting albums, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, played in a couple of cool cover bands and met a lot of very nice people that I'm friends with to this day. And um, it was extremely exciting and to some levels much easier to play in an ensemble because mm -hmm. um, you're able to lay back and kind of discover your strengths and yeah. push forward and backwards uh, when it's just... Uh, myself and the guitar up there, it's, uh, it takes some attention. And I waited all my life to get a free tab to drink at a bar, and I finally have one, and I really can't make use of it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, is it, I mean, has it been, you know, you, you mentioned you would occasionally perform before as a solo artist, but do you find it, do you find it easier to do that now, now that you're focused on that as opposed to just doing it occasionally while mostly playing in bands is yeah it yeah I, I mean it's my mo now to play by myself and um we can talk about this later but i had a fellow named joe carpenito come down and sit in with me last week at the hop knot which was really a dream of mine for many many years uh i used to go see him before i really even knew what i was doing on the guitar so he came in and sat with me and it took a real mental effort to listen to somebody else that's mm -hmm. a skill to listen to another musician and um, so it took a little bit of effort. When I play by myself, if I'm a half step slower than normal, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. It's doesn't just matter. me. Um, yeah. If I change the key in something, it doesn't matter. Um, and for the most part, if I forget a verse or switch some words around, that doesn't matter. Yeah. When you're in an ensemble situation, you know, everybody has to be for the most part on the same page. That's true. I've always been, so, so, uh, Joe Carpenito, you had not played with him before? I never have in my life. Yeah. Uh, back in the late 90s, I believe, is when I used to go see him in Boston. And he was with an outfit called the Einstein Experience. And uh, my mind was blown. And I was very huh. much, um, I'd always wanted to play the guitar and had a little bit on the end of my bed at that point. But he and his band um, really pushed me to, you know, to stick with it as, again, just a hobby as an interest. And, yeah. Um, but that, that was kind of what drove the whole thing. They and uh, obviously the, the Grateful Dead, which uh, <laughs> most people know about me. I'm always fascinated by um, the ability. And like you said, it you know it took a little bit of effort. The ability of, of musicians who've never played before to be able to do that at a live show. Because, you know, I've, I've been in a bunch of bands. I, I play bass and I've, I've been in... Uh, uh, a lot of a lot of rock and metal, and there was even a, a hip hop uh, group that I was sort of loosely affiliated with. But to to be able to um, to be able to do that, um, to to meet up with somebody at a show and to be able to just play together without ever having rehearsed, for for me, like I don't think I have the skill set for that myself. So I've always been kind of in awe 
of anyone who can do that and pull yeah. that off. You know, I, I just think that's so cool. Yeah, it, well, and this guy and I, for I don't know how to put it into words really, had something in common because I had always followed his music and even from afar without having seen him for 25, 30 years or whatever, mm -hmm. um, followed his music and listened to his music and have seen him play so long ago that it wasn't that big of a leap. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like, like if you're, you're a musician and I'm a musician, if you and I were to sit up in front of a crowd, might get a little bumpy because we have to feel each other out. For the most part, I sent him a set list. Uh, you know, these songs are in these keys. Yeah. Um, and we covered those and were able to even kind of improvise uh, some things. Yeah. You know, the old line from Back to the Future when uh, Michael J. Fox said, hey, Johnny, be good and see, follow me for the changes. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It can be done, yeah. So you're, you're in kind of a unique position because, um, you know, and, and we've talked about this a little bit before too, the pandemic, you know, it was a kind of a convergence in your case, like yeah. like you were talking about, because it's um, it presented you with an opportunity to really reignite, you know, your, uh, your, your passion, your, you called it a hobby, but, uh, you know, obviously you're, it seems like it's more than a hobby from my perspective because it, you're, it's a passion. I like that better. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you know, you're doing a lot with it and you're playing a lot of shows, but it, it, it seems like it, it really, it really did work out well for it you. It did. And it's com it was completely unplanned. Again, it was uh, serendipity, I guess is the best, uh, description for it that uh, you know when things were up and running and there's bands playing in every bar every night mm -hmm. probably somebody doesn't want to hear from a middle-aged white guy in an acoustic guitar <laughs> you know maybe maybe but i didn't it happened the way it happened and um yes yeah, pr probably a pretty good guess that it may not have happened without this gap in sequence uh you know, the only performers were either djs trivia or solo musicians yeah yeah um, and now, I mean, are, are, are you worried about it changing again now that things are opening up or do you feel like you're now in the scene pretty well established at, I mean, you know, you've got the Friday nights at the hop night, yep. for example. I mean, are, 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 are you worried about things changing again or do I'm, you feel I'm not like worried about it? I, I I'm old enough and have had enough experience that I'm not too competitive about stuff anymore. And yeah. Rob Acevedo and I have talked about this Manchester in particular is, if you know a musician, you go and talk to them. You don't mm -hmm. avoid them and be like, well, I do something different than he or she does. Yeah. It's more of like, hey, can I, do you want to come play with me? And Rob knows that that's a unique, cool thing. And I, I mm -hmm. have lived that and experienced that here recently. And so I'm not worried about, you know, Muggsy getting back together and taking my gig at yeah, the Hop yeah. Not. It's a different venue, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. Um, and, you know, when the Dark Star Orchestra comes back and blows through town, they're not going to steal my gig at the Capitol Theater. So. <laughs> right. It it sounds so cliche to say it, but it really is true. There There is room for everybody. There is. There is. And, I, you know, I'm not the best at what I do. I like to say I'm the only one who does what I do. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And that's true of all kind of platforms like yours and, and art and everything is... You know, you know I'm, I don't have to be uh, Steve Vai or Jerry Garcia or uh, any of that. I do what I do, and I don't think anybody would bother to replicate me like I wouldn't bother to replicate somebody else. It's um, it's everybody to their own. You mentioned Boston earlier. So yep. when, when, when you were very active uh, the first time around and playing in these bands, were you playing in Boston a lot? Uh, yeah, I had a, a good friend down in the Somerville, Medford area. Uh, it was in a Neil Young-ish type cover thing. Huh. 
um, and I did some stuff in southern New Hampshire that we would get down to, you know, the beach was a big scene. Then the Salisbury, we'd go out and play at the beach. But um, yeah, some places in Boston, that, that was very accessible um, up here to some extent, mm-hmm. uh, the Uptown Theater. Uh, if you remember the name Josh Logan, he and I of course, <laughs> yeah. would, would tool around at the Uptown Theater. And, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, kind of uh, kind of all over, but certainly Boston. And and that's where I met these, this guy, Joe, and they were out in the Alston area. Um, but they always had clubs. They had Harper's Ferry and yeah. Molly's and T.T. the Bears and all of this. Oh, yeah. Just constantly chugging music. And um, it, it was a cool thing to watch when it happened. Is it different in... in in your recollection, because, you know, we were talking about how there's there's room for everyone here and, mm-hmm. and whatnot, and, and you've taken kind of a, a non-competitive approach to it, but could could you could you do that in Boston or or is it not possible there? Because I feel like I feel like in the Boston scene and obviously there's a lot of bleed over, but, you know, because we're not we're not far from Boston. But I feel like in the in the heart of the Boston music scene, it would be, I think, much more difficult. I don't want to say it's more cutthroat but <sighs> more competitive I yeah think. yeah for better or worse I, I think it's more competitive and you know things are very segmented like there's somewhat here but you know i wouldn't go into tt the bears as a solo performer 20 years ago or I, I don't think i don't know i wasn't in that position at the time but yeah um i don't think it is and that's what makes manchester pretty cool pretty mm-hmm. stank Ooh, ooh. How's that? Wow. Well, did you say stank or stink? Oh, stink, to be clear. Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't quite feel natural, does it? I think that's why Peter's having such a hard time getting people to say it. Yes, yeah, I was trying to help you out, Peter. I, yeah, yeah, no. That was good effort. He's probably listening. Yeah, I, I do feel like, uh, you know, and, and not only uh, Manchester, but uh, the Seacoast area has a, a lot of great talent uh-huh. there. Do you ever play there out out that way? Because it seems oh, like you would boy. you would do I, well. I there. can't remember that I have one of the places I used to love to go see bands and occasionally do is uh, the Stone Church in Newmarket. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a real cool scene. I used to follow around uh, what's now called Truffle, Dave Gerard and the Savoy Truffle. Oh yes, uh, they were big Seacoast inspiration to me when I was a, a younger man. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, for the most part, I've not hit the beaches and and done any of that. I'm blessed to be able to work here and I put my stuff in my car and I'm home five minutes later. Yeah. And I, I'm getting a lot of a mile. <laughs> it sounds silly, but I get a lot of mileage out of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you going to be, uh, are, are you going to be playing a lot this summer? Do you have a lot of shows lined up? I mean, obviously, like I said, you've got Fridays at the hop knot, but are you going to be, are you going to be a, yeah, a busy? I, I, I'm, I'm going to make an effort to kind of expand it a little bit, but again, I don't want to be driving home at two in the morning on a Sunday, Yeah, you know, with uh, having had half a glass of beer and, <laughs> you know, saying hello to the state police on 101. Like, I, that doesn't bring me any pleasure. So no, <laughs> um, I've got an opportunity to run down to Atlanta, Georgia here that things are still kind of a little up in the air, but I've, oh. that's the uh, 21st of May, uh, Memorial Day weekend. Oh, no kidding. I'll be down in College Park, Georgia for a very... Um, Again, being so far away and not having talked to the people, I'm a little. Uh, but you got to throw yourself out there. You know, I got to take the chance to get out. For, for what? For like a festival or something, or what? Yeah, it's a promotion for a, a hip hop artist, and they were looking for people, and oh. um, so I I took the chance and. Oh wow! Yeah, so it, you know, it's not going to be anything that'll reverberate back here to the Northeast. I don't believe, and you know, it's certainly not Dr. Dre or uh, <laughs> you know Ice Cube or anything. Um, 
but I'm going to take a chance to run down there and, and do that. And it's more of a, of a one-off. Yeah. Um, now that the pandemic has settled down and we don't have to wear Halloween costumes to go into places, <laughs> um, I'm going to get back to work. And, and what that will be a different dynamic. Um, you know, it'll be nights and weekends oh, uh, pretty okay. much exclusively. Right now on a Thursday afternoon, um, you know, folks can call me, hey, can come play on the patio with an hour's notice? So I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. I'll take your money and I'll play. So Yeah, yeah. So you're going to be, uh, do, you, do you want to say what you do or? For work, I, I'm yeah. in HR. I'm in recruiting in HR and HR oh, okay. and, and things like that. Oh. For, you know, when I do my 40 hours a week, uh, a week and, you know, put a college shirt on and comb my hair and all that, um, that's normally what I do. But yeah, uh, I, I've done uh, plenty of other things in between and I'm very lucky to have the, I guess, financial latitude to, you know, I, I don't want to drive Uber or anything like that, um, but, you know, something along those lines, um, I'm very lucky to perhaps have the opportunity to try to mesh them both. Um, so it's a, it's a real work in progress, and I, I don't want to jinx it by talking about it too much. Right, right. No, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hello to uh, Melanie La Liberté in the uh, Facebook live chat. Uh, she says, uh, oh, she says, weird. I don't remember reading that Halloween costumes protected the vulnerable from dying. Weird. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry for the uh, verbiage and calling them Halloween costumes. I'm, if we all want to talk about this for a second, and I don't sure. like to address it too much, I'm glad to see the max thing is the mask thing is relaxed mm -hmm. i do it as a courtesy almost to you know when i go to the state liquor store to buy a bottle of wine they yeah. ask me to put a mask on i put a mask on yeah i walked into rite aid the other day and all the signs were done off the door so i, I didn't put one on yeah um but it's personal stuff and you know you get leers and looks and all of this and um it's real interesting and i think we're all going to really learn and you hate to say rewire, but yeah, you know, it. it I, I do it as a. I know um, the folks at the Hop Knot. The staff always wears a mask. Always, oh yeah, always. yeah, they're very. When I load committed. my equipment in there, I wear a mask. Yeah. When I get up to play, I don't wear a mask. Well, yeah, that would be uh, that would be very difficult. Yeah, I, yeah. Make, and make the song sound a little different, I guess. Yeah, it looked put a like little, Slipknot, right? Put a, put a little, well, yeah, put a little different, different spin singing yeah. through a mask and be allowed. Grant sounds a little uh, muffled or something. Yeah. They have a, but keeping people safe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's interesting how things are changing very fast here, and I believe it's all going to be for the better. Yeah. Um, God forbid, I know people have lost people, and it's very oh, yeah. sensitive and, again, very personal. Yeah. Um, I was talking with a neighbor the other night, and you know, I don't like to really chew the fat with people about sex, religion, and taste of music. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, because it's easy to offend somebody, right? Somebody could say, like, how could you not love Slipknot? Like, I just don't fancy Slipknot. I don't listen to it in my car. And yeah. I'll listen to it at a party if somebody puts it on, but I just don't. It's not my cup of tea. Right. Oh, my gosh. I, like, how could you think that way? And so, you know, and the God you pray to, if you do pray to a God or not at all, that's not my business. And right. What you do in your bedroom is your business, and right. Um, this mass thing I know is very different, and actually, in in the larger sense, but it's it's gotten to where here now it's a choice mm -hmm. um, rather than a mandate. And yeah. 
Greater Columbus Sports Commission is proud to celebrate the history of women's athletes and the 50th anniversary of Title IX with a new podcast. The Starting Nine Up podcast will feature some of the most important female voices in local sports. Hosted by iHeartMedia's Matt McCoy, Starting Nine Up explores stories you may be familiar with and others you might be hearing for the first time. Listen and subscribe to Starting Nine Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. You know, I, I treat it as a courtesy. Like, I will listen to Slipknot because it's your house. So. <laughs> <laughs> so if it's your establishment and you want me to wear a mask, I have one in my back pocket at all times. Oh, Melanie said, uh, thank you for for uh, your response. Totally my own personal trigger point. So, But she appreciates your addressing that. Thank you for saying so. I appreciate that, Melanie. I've even had a little bit of a, a struggle uh, myself in that. See, I now feel... Um, yeah, I'm fully vaccinated, and and so is Jenny. But for me, it's like um, I almost feel weird even walking, like when I park my car and then walking into the station. Yeah. So I'm not wearing it, and and there's really no reason to wear it outside anyway. But I had to kind of. It was difficult for me at first not to wear it because it's like I have this self conscious thing about you know I've been screaming about this for the past year on the radio show, I don't want someone to see me not wearing it and think I'm a hypocrite, even though I know that, I mean, the CDC says if you're outside, there's no reason to anyway. And if you're fully vaxxed, you don't even, there's really no reason to wear it at all at this point. It's like, but I do feel, you know, I had to kind of force myself to, you know, I have it with me. It's in my pocket, uh-huh. but I, but I had to kind of force myself to like, stop wearing it. You know what I mean? It yeah. was like a, almost like a, a self-consciousness for me. But um, yeah, it's been very weird where, again, I, it, I believe it's gotten to a point now it's a personal choice rather than a mandate. Yeah. But still people are going to, you know, look at my um, Grateful Dead tie-dye when I walk down the street and they're like, ah, he's a, he has long hair, he's a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> he's on drugs. And actually, I'm not on drugs, and I cut my hair. So. <laughs> the Slipknot thing, though, were, were 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 you kidding, or did that really happen? Did you actually have it? it it's a just a, a generalization. I'm not. Oh, okay. a, I, I didn't grow up a metalhead. I was. A, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was a Bob Marley, Grateful Dead, you know, uh, jazz fusion, you know. But we all thought we were cooler than the Black Sabbath, Slipknot, sure, you know, sure. Iron Maiden. Um, and, and an interesting segue is. I missed out on a lot of great music when I was younger. Yeah. And it took me to become an adult to have a buddy mine say, like, you don't like Iron Maiden? I'm like, well, tell you the truth, I've never really paid attention to it. Yeah. And uh, like an Iron Maiden sense, he's like, watch this video. And it was a bunch of like old dudes playing old Fender guitars. And I'm like, these guys are incredible. But for the time when they were, you know, the 80s and 90s, yeah. I missed it, dude. Yeah, yeah. I also missed like the whole 80s. Duran uh, Duran, Billy Idol, kind of. Th- I saw it on TV, but I was like, eh, yeah, you know, not my cup of tea. And now, like when I listen to it, I'm like, I, I get off on it, and it makes me laugh that, you know, I was too. <laughs> I thought I was too relaxed to like it. I was basically too uptight to like it. You know, okay. I, I didn't think I didn't think the people I wanted to be associated with liked Billy Idol and Duran Duran and right, right, all the stuff. Um, so it's great to mature and. It's, all that catalog is still available to me. So yeah, I ran yeah. off to see Duran Duran a, a year or two ago down in Mohegan Sun, I think it was. Okay. And they were fabulous. Yeah, like, yeah. Fabulous, man. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I used to mock the kids who listened to it. That's funny, you know, yeah. Out, out of ignorance. Out of ignorance. 
I, I kind of know what you mean. Like, I, I come at it from a little bit of a different angle because some of the stuff that you didn't like growing up, I did like growing up. And, mm-hmm. and much of what you were listening to growing up, I, I didn't like growing up myself. Mm-hmm. But but I understand that whole thing of, you know, I find that the older I get, the more I look back at music that I didn't necessarily like or appreciate just a random example. This was maybe five years ago. For whatever reason, I just happened to hear. You remember the song? I I think it's called "I Ran" or "I Run" by Flock of Seagulls. I, I remember the hairdo. That's for sure. Yes, yes. And yeah, I just I, I never liked that song growing up. And and it was a huge hit in the eighties. You know, couldn't get away from it. And I just for whatever random reason, I just happened to be somewhere, maybe in a department store or something. I don't even remember where I was. And I heard the song, and I was like, oh you know what? This is actually a great song. Like a light bulb just yeah. kind of went off and I was like, 30 years later. Yeah. Like, it's like, Oh, <laughs> 40 I, years later. <laughs> I get it. I get why people like this. Yeah. I kind of like it. It's it. And it, it'll just kind of happen that way where I'll just have an epiphany about a song or a band or, and I just find as I get older, I appreciate more and more of all, because I've always been someone who likes a lot of different kinds of music. You uh-huh. know, I, I love metal. I love hip hop. I love, you know, hair bands and, uh, the, the, some jam bands, although some of it, I'm, I'm not like, I was never into the grateful dead, but, but some of it I, I really like. Um, but, uh, you know, as I get older, I just appreciate more and more music just in general. Agreed. Yeah. I was watching, uh, Howard Jones last night. Um, and when Howard Jones was all the rage, mm-hmm. um, I didn't pay any attention kind of other than the melodies in my head as you know, as a musician yeah. stuff turns me on a little differently than other folks sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, you know, Howard Jones is really a talented, cool guy and went to the point, looked on his website. And I'm like, you know, he's coming to Tupelo, I think. <laughs> uh, and I think I'm going to go see him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, that one I can totally relate. Cause I, I was never really into him growing up, but, um, I heard, uh, that song, Things Can Only Get Better. I that heard, was the one I was digging on. Yeah, I heard that Love recently. It. I was like, you know, this is actually a great song and yep. and appropriate for our, our times in some ways. <laughs> great words, though, yeah. Uh, Christian Lacoste in the chat room uh, says, it's just weird. Some bars don't require masks. Uh, there's been places I've walked into and forgot my mask and felt so embarrassed. Yeah, I think uh, bars, though, see, I, I just kind of assumed uh, that, you know, there's not a lot of, uh, you know, once you get in the door, you know, even at the height of this, how, how I mean, you're drinking, you're talking to people, you know, yeah. it's, I, I just kind of assumed. That's why, you know, aside from the hopknot, I, I have uh, avoided uh, uh, that kind of thing. Although uh, Sunday night, and again, like I said, Jenny and I are fully vaxxed. We went to the 603 Bar and Grill. Um, I have to force myself to call it that. I'm so used to calling it Panucci's. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people. Uh, you know, we went to see Christian DJ, and it was uh, weird. I, like I was posting on Facebook, wow, we're in an actual place around actual people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, uh, watching this, but um, the know. bars seem to be the first place that have kind of like instantly uh, not required it. But uh, yeah. certainly, it's in the um, very recent past here that you know even. Panucci's uh, went through a, a spell where it was like, hey, if you're not sat down, uh, you have to wear a mask. Like if you get up to go play Kino or use the men's room, like you have to put a mask on and we're gonna enforce it yeah. to the next day it was gone or after 9.30 p.m., which I'm not normally out at, but right, uh, right. seemed to disappear, um, 
which didn't really help the whole, you know, just made it ambiguous. Like, you know, when am I supposed to, when am I not? And yeah. I almost appreciated the signs at, you know, Walmart and the state liquor store or what have you that, hey, stop, you know, it would say, literally say stop on it. You know, we want you to wear a mask. Okay. Right, right. Uh, I, I tell it to people, like, I looked at it as, you know, okay, shirt and shoes required, or, you know, you must wear a collared shirt, you know. Uh, exactly. And I, and I don't mean to be light on that because COVID and all the infection thing is completely different, but in my own mind, I'm like, hey, if you want me to do this, you know, to be a patron of yours, right. I'm happy to do that. And what I believe stays at home and I'm coming to your place of business, I'll do what you all need me to do. Well, no, that's actually a great point because, you know, you've got the people, and I'm sure you've seen or uh, on YouTube and Oh, there's a new. There was an incident with. Uh, did you see this with uh, Ricky Schroeder? Remember Ricky Schroeder from uh, Silver Spoons? Oh you know, gosh, yeah. Child star. How did he turn out? Well, he not not great because he was at Costco uh, in California throwing a temper tantrum. Not Beverly Hills either, right? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Well, he also he had a little bit of another burst of fame. I think about 20 years ago, he was on NYPD Blue. Uh huh. Um, he replaced. Uh, I think he replaced the guy who replaced Jimmy Smith's, who replaced David Caruso. So the show had already long ago jumped the shark. Yes. Um, when Ricky Schroeder was on it for a season or two at the end, but yeah, he's he's having a meltdown. This poor guy at Costco. You know, these people don't get paid enough to deal with this nonsense. Right. And Ricky Schroeder's yelling at the guy, and and and. The, Do you know who I am? He never <laughs> actually. He never actually said that, but he might as well. He clear, sure. <laughs> he clearly expected the guy recognized him, and uh, the guy's like, "Well, yeah, we you know we still uh, require the mask," and he was being you know very patient with him, and and Schroeder is just like. Well, you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna cancel my membership and get my money back, and just being, you know, yeah. it, it's so. That's interesting. So it was in the other direction. Um, you know, I often, too often, see that it's the direction where people are demanding and freaking out that people wear a mask, and mm-hmm. um, so it's probably healthy to hear it in the other direction that, you know, uh, it, it's the guy saying I don't want to. Um, because it works in both directions. Again, I it makes sense in my brain to like music. Like, how can you not love Slipknot? You know, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> at that level, like the conversation's kind of over if um, you're not going to be able to explain away to some things to some people. Right, right. But I, but I like what you said about you know it's just like you know no shirt, no shoes, no service. You know, if if you're a patron at somebody's business, then right. you know you just you follow the rules. You know yeah. what's what what's the big deal? Because you know you got the people like Ricky Schroeder and others who you know they look at it like well it's you know it's my freedom and and my liberty. I have a right to be in your private business with. It's like well you don't. You know, you're not arguing with anybody that you, whether or not you have a right to walk in with no shoes on. So why, you know, why make this a fight? You know, <laughs> right, right, right. It, it, does that level is the same thing? And uh, yeah. again, it's not when you're talking about a virus that can make put you in the hospital and or kill you. So it's uh, it's not the same thing. But yeah. at a street level, it kind of is. And you know, if you want to go buy a bottle of wine at the liquor store. Put the mask on. If you don't, stay home and make bathtub gin, you know? Like, that's your option. So right, <laughs> what right. are you going to do? I'm going to put the mask on and go get my bottle of wine. So. <laughs> 
Well, what's wrong with the bathtub gin? Is that a bad idea? I don't know. I think that I've heard it makes you go blind. It makes you go blind. Right? Oh, that's probably a bad idea. But yeah, I, I don't make anything like that at home. I've never tried it. That's more of a southern thing, anyway, isn't it? The bathtub it is, gin, yeah. the, well, the moonshine. My, and... my folks are from the south. Perhaps that's where that idea comes from. Are they? Where where are you? Where are you? Are you from? I was an army brat. Uh, okay. But my mama was from Texas and my dad was from uh, Central Florida. It's funny because it didn't occur to me until you said that just now, but you don't sound like you're from here. No, no. I was from nowhere until I landed up here for uh, school uh, many years ago. Was um, So you, you moved around a lot yeah, as a kid? Yeah, like every 18 months, yeah, we moved around. Was that hard? Uh, parts of it were hard, and it has to be noted that part of it is very beneficial now. I can walk into a room full of people I don't know and... I'm not weirded out by shaking hands and saying, hello, my name is, you know, whatever I choose to call myself that evening. Because you're used to having to meet new yeah, people? Yeah, because I used to have to walk into a lunchroom every 18 months and sit down, and, you know, that was hard, and it was weird, and I didn't like it, and I mm -hmm. didn't like losing my friends as a kid, you know. That every, must have been really tough, you know, It was yeah. a bummer, and this is all before Facebook and, yeah, you know, FaceTiming and all this jazz. Like, once you were gone, other than a letter, you were gone, and I didn't like it, but I have to owe it to that I can... Somebody will say, hey, go talk to Kenny at the Hopknot, you know, and not there to introduce me. I'll walk in and say, hey, my name's Mike. And, you know, nine and a half times out of ten, it's just normal. And um, it's like getting up in front of people and giving a speech or singing. It, that stuff doesn't bother me because I kind of got a little practice at it, but I didn't like the process for sure. Interesting. Um, as you got older, did that get easier or, or was it always uh, kind of a challenge but also yeah. beneficial i came up here for like boarding school and college okay um my my dad had retired from the army and went to work for raytheon down in massachusetts yeah so that's how i landed here and once i landed here and finally made it through school and college and whatnot i stayed here i got married and had kids and yeah whatnot so here i still am um but uh, you know even in college like i didn't like the public speaking classes and stuff like that it really? was weird but I think what got me through it was, you know, hey, if you can walk into a lunchroom with a bunch of bullies mm -hmm. and, you know, people calling me Kentucky Fried because I talk different, <laughs> they did, you know. Did and they that, really, that, yeah. yeah, and that hurts, man. When you're yeah. a young kid, it's yeah. a bummer. And, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I know people who to this day as professionals making all the money in the world, you know, I don't like the social thing. And, you know, I'd rather stay in my cube and on my phone and my laptop and, so yeah. I think I acquired the skill whether I wanted it or not. Yeah, yeah. So we're here with Grant Lampton, also known as Mike Sutterth, who uh, performs every Friday night at the Hopknot from, is, it's 7 to 9, right? 7 to 9, yeah. Um, okay. He's pretty cool and lets me be loose about 30 minutes either direction. So um, Now, are you are you performing outside or inside, or does it depend on the weather? Or? Depends on the weather. Uh, okay. Probably pretty soon here we'll get out over to uh, the patio outside in the Brady Sullivan Plaza. That'll be nice. They, they did a nice job, too, setting that up. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Tom Blanchard says you have a smooth-sounding voice. Oh, very nice. Is that, you, is that you or me? Uh, I think he meant you. Oh, thank you very much. I was once told I have a weatherman's voice because I don't have a New England accent. I don't really have much of a Southern accent. And I'm like, so what are you trying to say? It's like, it's like the weatherman. The weatherman never mm -hmm. sounds like he's from Dutchester or from the South, you know? That's true. That's true, yes. I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. I appreciate that. <laughs> A man without a country. Yes, yes. Uh, how long have you... Uh, so you've lived here for, for quite a while, though, right? In New Hampshire? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, since uh, like the 80s. Oh, um, okay, okay. I got shipped off to a place called the New Hampton School, way up near uh, Plymouth, New Hampshire, and 
got my undergrad over here. Was in New Hampshire College. It's now SNHU. Yeah, and um, really haven't moved far, far out of like ten mile radius ever since. Uh, yeah, I'm lucky yeah. enough to travel a lot when allowed, but. Um, I've always Manchester's been my home really longer than I've been anywhere else. Yeah, um, but I don't. Con- I consider myself from Manchester, um, but again, my parents being from the south and having lived uh, out west and you know all over. Um, Greater Columbus Sports Commission is proud to celebrate the history of women's athletes and the 50th anniversary of Title IX with a new podcast. The Starting Nine Up podcast will feature some of the most important female voices in local sports. Hosted by iHeartMedia's Matt McCoy, Starting Nine Up explores stories you may be familiar with and others you might be hearing for the first time. Listen and subscribe to Starting Nine Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. It's, it's kind of weird. It's really weird to, you know, when I travel, hey, where are you from? And I'm like, oh, I, when I travel overseas, it's, um, I'm from Boston. Because yeah. they don't know Manchester, New Hampshire. Right, <laughs> right. Like, oh, I'm from Boston, around Boston, you know. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And uh, over there at the news desk is Mr. Grant Lampton. And uh, hello. hello. And uh, we're going to play, we're going to, or not we're going to play, you're going to play. Do you want to do, uh, do you want to do a couple or... Uh, you up for doing a, a couple or yeah I can, I can do a couple you, all right you, you told me um they have to give me a breather for two seconds in between but. sure sure yeah you went to the trouble of tuning up i'd hate for you to just do one you know sure sure. <laughs> i'm happy to do it it's more uh thinking what comes into my mind you know, oh normally sure. i have two pieces of paper with two full sets oh i got gotcha. you know, yeah I've, yeah I've, I've been had to play four hours of music before and that's not something you do off the top of your head you oh know? no doubt no doubt <laughs> so it's got to be written down in front of me so this i'm kind of doing off the top of my head and sure sure as i just ran to use the facilities i'm like okay let's come up with one <laughs> or two and uh, i've got two ready to pull so well uh, uh yeah take it away whenever you're ready dynamite thank you Valerie, baby, what's the matter? 
shut my door Cause he growled at you Is that, is that one of yours or is that I don't I don't know the song. The song is off of uh, one of Jerry Garcia's solo albums called Run for the Roses, and oh. I don't believe he wrote it. It's uh, I think it's an old blues tune. Oh no kidding! Uh, I, I never dug into it. I just uh, like the song and um, yeah, the Valerie thing rolls off the tongues. So, yeah, yeah. You know. Oh, that's awesome. No, you got a great voice, man. Thank I, you very I, much. I remember uh, uh, when I, you know, I found that uh, that clip from Granite State of Mind of you doing uh, Anything But Me. Is that the name of the song? The uh, song? Anything But Me, yeah, yeah Up yeah. in Concord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I played it on this show, and uh, I remember, too, everybody in the chat room was like, wow, that's really good. Yeah, thank so, you very much. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't come overnight. You know, that's, um, I never was the singer in a band or anything like that. It wasn't really until I struck out on my own that yeah. I kind of hit my stride with that, and um, 
you know, it's a very narrow window, especially at my age, that, you know, I can't, uh, I used to be a, a harmony singer, a backup kind of person in a band, because I could sing high. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, that, that's kind of disappeared, so I have to oh. kind of pay attention to my zone and yeah. and stay within that. But um, when I find it, and it's not always on purpose, I, <laughs> I try to stick with it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it, did you want to do uh, one more? You got one more in mind? or? Uh, yeah, I, like I said, as I uh, ran down the hall here, I, I, I thought of another one. I tried cool. to, to um, think of another one. And this is a Ween song okay. um, off of the same album that Mr. Peter White many, many years ago. Gosh, I think Clint was president. It was so long ago. Yeah. Um, but off of that same CD that Peter passed me at a uh, yard party with uh, things flying overhead and whatnot, <laughs> and uh, went home. And like I say, that album, Quebec, just it, it, it clicked with me. And uh, we're going to see them live. And uh, knock on wood, we'll get the opportunity to here again. Yeah. Um, live there or something. And you can't put them into a hole. Like I said, uh, they'll play you a love song. They'll play you a punk tune. Uh, they'll play ballad rock. Um, it, it's fa fascinating band if uh, y'all yeah. haven't looked into them. Very eclectic. Um, yeah. so th this is a song um, off of that, um, and it's more in the, certainly their love song kind of genre of stuff um, that my very young daughter at the time uh, heard it, and she used to sing it in the back of the car when I listened to it, so it means a oh. lot to me. Oh, wow. very nice that is uh grant lampton with us uh here in the studio and uh 
You know, as I was mentioning earlier, uh, Grant, of course, plays Friday nights at the Hopknot, our wonderful sponsor in the Brady Sullivan, right across the street at 1000 Elm Street. I'll tell you, it's pretty cool. I can actually look over across the street and see our sponsor. That's uh, probably unusual in radio. I will wander over here and <laughs> wave to Robbie. Of course, you can't see out the window very well. Right, but, right. Uh, I'll, I'll always wave to him. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I always say, you know, I, I uh, when, of course, you know, Monday and Tuesday is their weekend, but when they're open, I'll wave, but I know they don't see it because we're on a slight delay. So, yep. but, you know, what can you do? But, uh, yeah, so Grant is, uh, like I said, he's at the Hop Not Friday nights. And what, what else, um, what else do you have, uh, You've got uh, in the next few weeks. You got other. You, me- you mentioned the the date with uh, at the at friends. Yeah, my uh, my friends pub. I think it's called my the two friends. friends pub or something to that effect. Yeah. Uh, it's up near Silver Street. Uh, but Miss Faith Ann from the Faith Ann Band was nice enough to ask me to come play there, and uh, I pretty much do on call with the staff at. Um, 603 again just yeah. doesn't pop, doesn't pop out of the I, mouth very well i know um, you know if i know like say this coming thursday if i know it's gorgeous gonna be gorgeous out or it's a pretty good bet i'll give them a buzz and uh, they'll normally uh get me out there um i do try to stay leery of playing two nights in a row um at my age it's not an easy thing to do i mean it's not uh it's not david lee roth or anything but <laughs> to stay up late and to sing for uh, these guys over at 603 i'll play four hours three hours at a time oh no kidding um yeah kenny's was a breeze two hours is, is easy but four hours and then having to do it the next day um just um is it difficult on the vocal cords yeah yeah and again i just have to pay attention to where i am range wise with the song anyway yeah um but if i and what happens is if i have too much fun and normally if i'm playing outside on a patio i'm having a heck of a lot of fun yeah you know what i mean just yeah. as far as bouncing around and singing as loud as i can and having a good old time um, to go into an intimate setting like the hop knot the next night, I can just to my ear not sound quite as good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Uh, well, uh, we were talking with Grant Lampton, also known as Mike Sutterth. And uh, by the way, so do you approach it any differently? These, these, uh, you know, we talked about it on, on the show uh, when you called recently, uh, when you, when you perform under your other name, um, do you, do you approach that any differently or is that purely just a situational thing where it's more convenient to be? To it's be... Re- yeah. It's situational just as far as the name. I play the same music. Yeah. Um, it, you know, as I, as I dream in the bathtub at night, um, <laughs> if I ever were to put a band together, I would call it the Grant Lampton band. Yeah. Um, cause that kind of sounds nice. Um, but, uh, that's remains to be seen, but no, when I play it, it really started with a bar owner saying, why are you using this silly name, Mike? You know, like. You know, and he kind of got cross at me, and I said, hey, look, if you're paying me to do this, you can call me Larry if you want to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he, it, it, it seemed like it ticked him off, and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll use it. For real? It actually annoyed him? Yeah, yeah, but, you know, it's one of these, again, I'm getting, if I'm getting paid to do this, you know, you call me Al. I don't, it's <laughs> right, up to right. you, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, so is it only one one place that you play where you use a real name, or? Um I, when I played at the Two Share Brewery um, over on Union Street, a little uh, tap room and, and yeah. brewery there, um, I've used my own name. Again, without any real rhyme or reason, they just seem to take it a little bit more seriously. Oh. And this Grant Lampton thing is a little tongue-in-cheek to me. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know that it makes a bit of difference to anybody who's ever heard me or overheard me in most cases. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's to me and to if the bar owner is like, you know, why are you calling yourself this? Oh, just call me Mike. You know. 
Here's my driver's <laughs> license. Uh, most people do it as a, you know, it's a function like a dishwasher. You know, they don't care about what your name is. So, like, why are you scoring it up calling yourself, you know? Right, right. Bono or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, as, as pointed out to me very often uh, by people close to me, like, you know, are you comparing yourself to Bono? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I'm not. I'm like, well, you know Elton John's real name is not Elton John. Yeah. Dude, you're not Elton John. I'm like, I know I'm not Elton John, but oh, <laughs> it's wow. fun to play around with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. How long have you been using the name Grant Lampton? Uh, for just about two years now. Okay. Uh, a oh, good so. friend of mine, uh, Brendan BK, uh, for those of you who used to know him at the old Panucci's, um, he had this benefit, as I had explained, and um, he's like, you know, you do whatever you want, and that was the day that I started calling myself Grant Lampton. Yeah. Um, and at that same time frame, uh, the folks at the Wild Rover had let me do a uh, open mic, host an open mic, um, and I used my own name. Yeah. Because I wasn't really comfortable. You know, it was kind of my first job doing it by myself where it was a regular deal and, um, you know, getting a check and a 1099 and all that. I'm like, I'll use my real name. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to get any more tax trouble than I already am. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, you know, it is tax. Well, actually, I guess yesterday was tax day. Right. Um, yes. <laughs> now you tell me. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Lampton. <laughs> you can send the check to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, you don't have anything, as far as your original music, you don't have anything recorded uh, currently? or uh, Not on a digital format that I could hand to you hand to hand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my little thing took off so quickly that I ended up really just paying attention to getting out in front of people and playing music. Mm. The original stuff that I do have was made... 20 years ago, you know, sitting on the oh, end of wow. my bed and um, little four track machine. And really, yeah, yeah. So it, it's interesting. I just haven't taken the time and I get so much more satisfaction of like learning a new song. Yeah. But there's some, you know, um, you know, Howard Jones song or what have you, you know, yeah. then, okay, I'll sit down and with the advent of uh, YouTube and all this, it, it's not the advent. It's been around for a long time. <laughs> right, this right. is how old I am. Um, <laughs> but you know, when I when I was a kid, you either listened to it and learned it, or you you bought a book, mm -hmm. or um, somebody told you to use the chords. And now is I can walk into the living room and be like, I was humming this song in the car. Look it up on and you know, there's some guy who says this is how you play it, and um, it's really wonderful. And that's about all the. I don't hate to seem lazy, but that's about all the. Uh, bandwidth i want to pay attention to it rather yeah. than sitting down i'm like all right what are the lyrics going to be what are the chords going to be when it happened when i was younger it just happened i yeah. didn't sit down to write a song it was like okay i feel this and let's put it down and huh. there it was and i you know if i do ever play something for you and you ask me to explain it to you i'd be like you know i don't know um my friend was dating a girl and they broke up and yeah. thought <laughs> passed through my head and that's all it was um yeah so i i I don't almost. I don't want to dive into studying it because I'm, you know, and I, I've heard that story a lot when people. Um, the guy who was on with Rob Friday. It's, uh, it's like it comes into my head and I put it down, and mm -hmm. like I might move some stuff around afterwards, but it just happens. And yeah, um, but I think you have to be open and ready for that. I'm more waiting for the next song I hear on the radio to be like, hey, this might be a good tune for me to play. Yeah. Um, and you know that frustrates me sometimes. That like, hey, should I really be putting my nose to the stone to hmm. put together an eight-song CD and of my stuff and get out there? But you know, I don't know what my story is. Uh, I've looked into, you know, you need to have your little elevator speech to say this is what I do and how oh, I do yeah. it and all of that. And <laughs> yeah, you know, it's been so accidental that uh, I, you know I don't know what that story is. And 
I don't know at the end of the day that anybody really gives a damn about it. So <laughs> it's not worth the effort. But in some ways, it's it's probably kind of liberating to not be worried about that, I would think. And and also kind of fun in a way to, to not know what your story is necessarily. That's the, the three-letter word, man, is fun. And, yeah. you know, I do this and... When it turns me on, it's the most fun thing in the world that I'm not carrying around a lot of baggage of what do people think of the song. Yeah. Um, an awful lot of the stuff I play, like some Ween stuff and some obscure Grateful Dead stuff and some old Arlo Guthrie, people probably think, I, if they even care to think about it, think that it's original anyway. Because, you know, I'm not playing your Tom Petty. And right. I'm not playing your... Um, tip, you know, Sweet Caroline and stuff like this. Sorry, Rob Acevedo. <laughs> he, he wants me to learn a Neil Diamond song oh, for one he? of his shows, yeah. oh. and I'm going to do it. But, yeah, yeah. But so the stuff that I play is what I like and what's in my head. And well, I yeah, get, we just saw an example of that happen right here. You played that Valerie song. Yes, I didn't know. I, yeah. I, I actually asked you, is that one of yours? I, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wrote that from a very difficult experience many years ago. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you could have told me that and I wouldn't have known. Right. Yeah, no, I try to stay honest with this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, with the technology the way it is, though, now, if you know, if you did ever want to, you, you could you could take a song and just, you know, one of your originals and just, you know, record yourself playing it and put it on YouTube or something. So... You know, um, that's the thing about the technology. It's it's easier than ever to learn other people's songs, but yeah. also, too, easier than ever to put your own material out there if you do ever decide to. It is. It is. It's the, it's the battle of, you know, the effort that I put into this. You know, after I play two nights, uh, you know, a night over here and a night over there, for four the next four days, pretty much, I don't want to do anything with the guitar, and I yeah. don't want to mess around with knobs and you know, a, a new amp and going to the music store and spending money that I shouldn't be spending. And <laughs> so I, I have this little capsule of stuff that I do and I go do it. And then I kind of step away and go back to watching the travel channel. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you, um, so you're, you have to rest your, your vocal cords after a, a show a little bit. I, I mean, I or? like to, I mean, yeah. you and I were just talking more about interest, you know, rather than physical, but yeah, I just, in the last, Couple, six months here i feel it after two days my, my voice will get shot and no kidding. it's harder to get out of bed and um i stand when i play normally other than doing this type of setup i i'm yeah. standing for two hours or four hours and yeah you know i'll play for 50 minutes and then take a 10 minute break but yeah um, again i'm not a kid i'm in reasonably good shape but you know to to stay up and then normally afterwards at the end of the evening i like to go get to a safe place and kind of give myself the rock star treatment if you know what i mean yeah, and, you yeah. know that doesn't help to carry you into the next morning and <laughs> do that and right. well it's just kind of it's inner I, I can't do that when i play yeah. um i'm i'm a heck of a lot better when i don't so um i end up kind of treating myself well afterwards and yeah it's um it's normally a long night and it's hard it's hard to get but bounce right back up and do it again do you do anything for your throat? You know, because you have such a nice voice. Do you do, uh, you know, I, I, I've heard singers talk about lemon and, mm -hmm. you know, all, all this uh, different kinds of stuff. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a tea drinker. I drink a lot of tea. I oh, think okay. that's good. Yeah. Um, I try to drink water. Um, but at a place like the Hopknot with all the fabulous craft beer that they yes. have, I normally give myself <laughs> one of those and I try to stay on the water. Um, I had thought about, you know, popping a starburst in my mouth and stuff like that, but you can't chew and sing at the same time or at true. least like <laughs> chew gum and walk at the same time. Very true, yes. Do people suggest a lot uh, to you, uh, different artists, they think that, you know, you should 
you should cover or uh, not very often or at least not seriously you yeah. know and uh, i've got i've got friends who'll be like hey why don't you learn this wheeler walker junior song and i look into the lyrics and say i won't be able to sing that in public <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just in that particular example but um no not often so that's why this was a, a heck of a good selection because i do know who jack johnson is so i was turned on to it many years ago um i didn't continue to listen to him after i know him but it, it makes complete sense so i, I appreciate that kind of suggestion yeah so, but yeah. It, no it doesn't happen often i mean i i can only assume that people think that i'm so weird enough to the point that you know i'm not going to play uh when i play out on the street sometimes i will get hey do you know this song um yeah i, ha was... I had a woman say like hey i'll give you 20 bucks if you can play bad fish by sublime i'm like nope know the song know the band but i don't know the song on the guitar so that's, yeah i'm yeah. sorry but you can put a dollar on my tip jar if you like. <laughs> Does that happen a lot where people will make requests? Not too often. Yeah. It's always normally in a, a patio yeah. setting. In a bar, I'm really you know trying to adjust to that setting, and uh, particularly the hop knot. Yeah. Um, or even back at the at the rover, folks are you know might be watching the game, or you know they're talking to their friends or whatever. And yeah, it's nice to kind of have the audio activity behind them, but they're not sitting there you know, in their seat watching me or up dancing in front of me, although that happens occasionally. Yeah. Um, I'm more kind of part of the surroundings, I believe, than uh, tonight, one night only, Lampton, Lampton, Lampton. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, that's, I, I dream of that and would like that someday, but that's really not my niche in the city. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever find it distracting, by the way? This is something I've always been curious about, too. Uh, um you know, because I've, I've, you know, I've never performed as a solo artist. I've only been in bands. But when you're, if you're in a situation where there is, you know, like you said, people are watching the game or, or doing whatever they're doing, and there's mm -hmm. almost, you know, other audio that you're competing with, uh, is that ever distracting to you, or are you able to just kind of tune that out and focus on yeah. what you're doing? Uh, um, all of all of the above. One of the most distracting things that I do it if it's not too serious outside the Harley Davidson pipes. And I will literally stop, oh. and I don't get mad. It's just I'll just stop. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and I think it's kind of funny. Like I'll stop and then pick right up after the he or she flies by, and yeah. you know, echoing in these halls of steel and glass. <laughs> um, but I, I have to pay very close attention to what I do to not make a mistake, either yeah. singing or playing, um, to the point that I will not make contact eye contact with people that I know that I'm familiar with. Yeah. Um, because if I'll laugh and I'll make a mistake uh, or I'll, you know, my heart will skip a beat or what have you. Yeah. Um, so, I'll, you know, I'll say, hey, I'm not ignoring you. You know, thank you for coming to see me, but I'm not going to look you straight in the eye while I'm serenading you. Yeah. Um, it's distracting. So I get distracted by that stuff. But, you know, normally if people are laughing and, you know, occasionally throwing bar glasses and stuff like that, no, that, that doesn't bother me. It's more... You know, eye contact, or if somebody's like, "Hey, how are you?" Yeah. Or, "Hey, how are you?" Whatever the case may be, um, that that's distracting to me. But yeah, that's got to be awkward, and uh, you know, obviously that uh, happens. I'm, I'm sure it happens to everybody. I guess you know, when you're playing, you're in the middle of a song, and somebody's like trying to get your attention to say hello, and it's like. You know, because you almost feel like you're you're you should acknowledge them well, somehow, you do. but you really and like they're asking you a question. But you know, if you're <laughs> yeah. in the third verse of whatever it is, yeah. and you can't stop to be like, "Do you know that song?" Like, like yeah. what song? Can I finish the last verse here of the chorus? And... Yeah. 
But you know th that's okay. I, this is not uh, you know at the level that I'm at. It's not um, it's not that big of a deal. So you know I, again to be funny, I will occasionally just stop. You know, somebody will walk by and you know red chaps and a cowboy hat in Manchester, and I'll stop and be like, "Did y'all see that? Right, <laughs> only right. in Manchester, man." <laughs> Uh, Nothing but red the chaps in a cowboy hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Stefan in the chat room said, uh, our friend uh, Stefan Philbrook, uh, he said, uh, I wish Manchester wasn't such a cover town. I always needed to bring the kids outside the city to hear original music. That's interesting. I, I feel like um, <clears throat> I feel like there was a time when there was more original music in Manchester, but it's kind of it's kind of changed somewhat. But you know, playing covers is. Um, uh, there's, there certainly is, I think, more opportunity generally, right? It, it's hard. It, it is hard to sort of market or all original music. Like if you were to, if you were to just go play a set somewhere of, of just you know original music that you've written. I mean, that's that's not what what a lot of bar owners want, right? Right, right. It, it's a, it's a very fine line, and I'm certainly, like we had discussed, I'm comfortable playing covers. Um, yeah, that I enjoy, and that if other people enjoy it, great. But certainly, a bar owner should be like, "Hey, he's got his niche with this type of cover music." Yeah, but I wouldn't be comfortable walking into, you know, the Shaskin and saying, "Hey, my name's Grant Lampton, and I've got four hours worth of original material." I don't know that they'd talk to me, and yeah, um, so it's very different than that. But it's a great scene here. But this gentleman's absolutely correct that Manchester isn't. You know, like the Portsmouth music scene was back when I dipped my toe in it. Yeah. They had, you know, Heavens to Murgatroyd and bands, mm. bands like that and even Savoy Truffle that played a lot of their original music and people went and paid for it and danced to it and yep. enjoyed it. Um, but that was a different scene. And I... Uh, True. Know, Manchester's not developed that way. Yeah. Um, at least right now at the moment. Why do you think that, do you think because maybe because of UNH, because, you know, it, it's more of a college vibe on the seacoast, do you think that has something to do with it? Uh, maybe so. Yeah. M maybe so. And maybe it's uh, closer to people who do that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, musicians and artists who do that type of stuff. But I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid. It was, you know, the Salisbury Beach, uh, Hampton Beach, Portsmouth. Um, areas like that, you could get away with playing a lot of original music, mm -hmm. but nobody ever really wanted to pay you for it. You know. Well, I, that's true. There is um, that. <laughs> I don't. Ma I don't make a living doing this by any means. I mean, it's great pocket money, but yeah, um, I get paid. I think a lot easier being a predictable. You yeah. Know, oh, he's a solo acoustic musician, and he's going to play for two hours, and maybe we'll recognize a handful of songs. Right. Right. Um, Stefan says it was always funny to see the reaction on the performers. Uh, at uh, Magapalooza, which is um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you, if, I don't, do you know Stefan? Or it sounds like you, you may have crossed paths because he yeah. mentioned earlier that he's seen you live. But um, so his daughter Maggie um, had uh, passed away from cancer, so they mm -hmm. they used to do this annual. Um, I assume if they resume it in the future, they're going to have to call it something different because MAGA means something different now. Uh, but, but, uh, and Stefan is definitely not, uh, uh, pro Trump, but, um, but because her name was Maggie, they, they would call it MAGA Palooza and it was a benefit to, to raise money uh -huh. for, for, uh, cancer research. But, um, so that's what he's referencing here. Uh -huh. Um, but he says it was always funny to see the reaction on the performers at MAGA Palooza when they asked me if they could play a couple originals. Um, and I would say we encourage all originals and yet 
Uh, oh, and just uh, throw in a couple of covers. So, but that was, you know, obviously a, a different uh, kind of vibe, you know, an, an outdoor, mm-hmm. you know, festival uh, scenario. Uh, Stephen Light joins us in the Facebook live chat. Uh, DJ Steve uh, says, uh, hi, guys. I'm loving the show. Uh, very nice. Uh, Excellent. When you were... Um, Back in the day when you were uh, playing in bands, was was that uh, all original music or was any of that covers or? Uh, both. Um, I played in a Grateful Dead cover band. Oh, was, okay. Um, and we deviated a little bit. You know, we'd play some Little Feet in the band and yeah. that type of jam genre. Um, 100% covers, 110% covers. And, yeah. Uh, but then uh, during kind of the grunge era, I played in a band that, you know, we'd play the Pearl Jam songs, the Alice in Chains, stuff like that. Yeah. But the majority uh, was original stuff, and that was kind of our drive. And, you know, oh. we'd go and make our little four-track tapes in the studio and, yeah. of uh, original music. And it was very satisfying and a fantastic experience. Um, but there was just always that angst of, you know, if this flops, it flops. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you're playing cover songs, it's like, hey, if I made it to the end of the song and you hear a clap or two, then mission accomplished. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't know if all artists or musicians are like this. I'm terribly self-conscious, you know, terribly, terribly self-conscious. And I'm more confident than I've ever been to do this little thing that I do. But mm-hmm. um, always, even when I play a, a original, that's how, you know, I got a lot of mileage when you said, hey, I heard the song that you played up in Concord for Rob. And, yeah, I wrote that, and that's fantastic, but I wouldn't expect any reaction from a bar crowd from it. You know, it's a kind of a different song, but I've run that whole process in my mind to the point that I'm I'm a nervous Nelly about it. Really, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, you're beating yourself up at that point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like you said, it's supposed to be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm having a heck of a lot of fun. I'm very, very, very lucky to uh, be able to do what I do and make a handful of bucks here and there. Uh, the other cool thing is like all the people that I've met and get mm-hmm. to meet, you know, how you and I have gotten to know each other and um, certainly Robbie Acevedo and um, uh, uh, more than a handful of other people, the patrons and the um, bar owners and stuff like that who become friends that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I didn't have a ton of friends that seems in retrospect. I, you know, I had some very good close friends, but now I have a lot of loose friends. It's really cool. That, yeah, that um, is that, cool. And yeah. it, I, I owe it all to just being out at nighttime and, yep. you know, playing and coming and doing and stuff like this. Uh, Mikey Martineau, you know, I didn't know oh, him yeah. up until a couple of weeks ago. And, yep. you know, now when I see him, I can say hi and he can say hi. And uh, that, that kind of stuff is uh, wasn't around um, years ago for me. You know, I had my core group of friends and that was pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. So I like that. Um, is there anyone you team up with locally uh, for shows? I mean, obviously, you you know you did you did the show with the gentleman uh, from uh, Portland, but um, is there anyone uh, you 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 play out with sometimes here? Maybe you split the split the bill or anything? No, or? not anymore. No, I've, okay. I'm, I'm almost strictly a solo act. The mm. the thing with uh, Joe Carpenito was kind of a lark. Back when I played, um, uh, hosted the open mic at the Wild Rover here. Um, I would get up and play with folks like Fredo and uh, Scotty Cloutier. You may know their yes, names. Yep. Um, that if you know if the opportunity presented itself, we'd play together, and it was it was such a loose format. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, I I don't. Um, I'll go and play uh, Johnny Friday's open mic, and almost exclusively, I end up playing by myself. Oh. Um, you know, Scotty will play bass sometimes, but. I've not made the effort. Again, that's where the waters get muddied to, okay, I have to meet you halfway and you have to meet me halfway. And, mm-hmm. 
that takes time outside of the actual performance to, you know, yeah. you've got to go woodshed that stuff. And it's not that I can't do it. I just, you know, I don't want to. And it seems, you know, like I'm great friends with Fredo. Um, and I know I could pick up the phone and be like, hey, could you learn two songs? And you give me two songs and yeah. let's Friday, little, let's do this. I, I'm pretty sure he'd do it in a heartbeat. Um, but he's running in, uh, uh, we're all running in the same direction, but we're running in different paths, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. So I uh, know it's pretty much uh, 99% me. Yeah, he shows up in our Facebook live chat occasionally, uh, Alfredo Enrique Benavides, if I'm saying his name correctly. Yes, sir. But uh, he's yeah, he, yeah, he's very talented too. I've, I've, I've found a performance of his also on Granite State of Mind. Were you guys there together? We were certainly on? were. Yeah, that's, he, that's he what, actually yeah. picked my middle-aged butt up and we drove up there in his little red car on yeah. a snowy night and... Um, but kind of almost sight unseen, and we knew each other and had played a couple of notes together in the bar, but yeah. um, he was a fellow musician. We were both chasing the same carrot and, uh, yeah. you know, hopped in and rode up there. So uh, I consider him a dear friend, and I appreciate what he does. And I, again, to repeat myself, uh, he's not the best at what he does. He's the only one who does what he does. There you <laughs> go. There you go. I like it. I like it. Well, this has been great. Uh, Grant Lampton, Mike Sutterth. Uh, this has been uh, wonderful. Thank you so much for being here with us today. It's been my pleasure. I it, like it. Absolutely. Thank you for playing for us. And I want to remind everybody, of course, that uh, Grant plays uh, Friday nights from uh, 7-ish to 9-ish at the Hopknot, our wonderful sponsor in the Brady Sullivan at 1000 Elm Street, right across the street. They have delicious gourmet pretzels. What have you tried there for food, by the way? Their Mac Attack pizza is incredible. It's the Big Mac type pizza, you know, a little Thousand Island dressing, yep. some corned beef, and yep. uh, Trudy over there in the kitchen kills it. Yeah. Um, I've had some of the sweet pretzels, I think, you know, powdered sugar, cinnamon, kind of like oh, I haven't... fried dough balls, but they're pretzels. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's been very, very good. Um, the Reuben, I've had Reuben on a pretzel bun before. That's right. I remember you mentioning that. Yeah, yeah. that's that, that's uh, very good. So the food is great there. I am uh, bamboozled by their uh, <laughs> beer selection, and that normally takes most of my bandwidth up to look up and down the yeah. floor-to-ceiling blackboard of uh, 15, 20 different types of beer yep. uh, and maybe more. So, but the food is very good, and Trudy certainly knows what she's doing. Absolutely, absolutely. We love the hop knot. Welcome to America. The land of junk sleep, where it's bedtime, but you're double booked. Here, there's always one more deadline to meet, episode to watch, or meme to share. The world may not want you to sleep, but we do. Only the sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help you find the right bed at the right price. Unjunk your sleep. In-store or online at mattressfirm.com today.